Namaste. Welcome to a new Paradigm of Education podcast. I'm your host, Monique Sayers, and along with Carrie Jessalo. Today, we have a very, very special guest with us. His name is Joe Duckery, which I know I have pronounced incorrectly, but I'm so sorry, Joe. No, <laughs> I'll, just in I'll introduce you a little, then I'll get you to introduce yourself. So um, he's from the Yadkin Valley Community School. And what I really love about this school is that they call themselves community guides. So we could call him the AKA principal of the school, but what I'm really loving is it's feeling like um, all of that is out the window and it's feeling very new paradigm in what I've been seeing and researching briefly about your school. Um, before we introduce the school and introduce you, I'd just love to share with the people who are following our podcast um, and our mission that, you know, as the world has changed, so have we all changed and evolved. And this new paradigm of education really is just, um, placing our sticks in the stand and creating evolution and connecting with all the different change makers of the world. There's so many amazing people I've been connecting with that all want to take a viewpoint of just really raising consciousness for humanity and rising to the highest good for our children. And so Joe is one of those people. And what I can see at this school, what they're doing, it's just phenomenal and amazing. And I really hope that this podcast will inspire all of you to be able to, um, create what you desire for a new paradigm of education and we can all do that collectively as well so um, I'd love to just welcome you and just hear a little bit about yourself you can introduce yourself maybe introduce the school something like that that would be amazing thank you Joe sure uh so Joe Doherty um and yeah I'm, I'm a current teacher at uh Yakin Valley Community School and um yeah I wouldn't even consider myself a principal although that's, that's kind of you say that we can we have a, a Kim Cycle Park. So, so the school started with her inspiration, and I think in the same line with you, in the sense that she's um, looking for something new, and was kind of tired of what she was finding, um, and then she reached out to me uh, to be one of the founding teachers, and I, I ended up accepting, and that was seven years ago, and and now we're in our seventh year, and I've played different roles as lead teacher or assistants or just someone coming into. Um, you know, work with the children, whether it be um, out in the woods or music, Spanish. Um, so I've played a, a number of hats, but what I love about what we're doing is we get to um, kind of, we get to, to figure it out as teachers, which um, currently in the United States, um, some of the public schools I've been at, <clears throat> you don't have that opportunity anymore. At least when I talk to the veteran teachers that have been there, um, a lot of that's out the window. Uh, and it, or it seems like it's becoming less and less able to do some, you know, to really find, follow your light as a teacher and what you want to um, bring to the children. But in terms of my history, I, uh, I, I've taught abroad. Um, like you, Monique, I've been, uh, I was in Nicaragua for two years with an awesome program called uh, SAT. Sistema de Aprendizaje Tutorial. And I was, I did English, but I got to learn what they were doing, which was a really beautiful pedagogy there. Um, and then I have spent time in public school in the States here doing um, science. Uh, so I did that at elementary level, kind of more than an affluent suburb. Uh, and then I am currently at the community school. So uh, I've got to be a part of a lot of different models. And that's, I think, something that I bring to the table. Uh, is just kind of having a sense of all those and and it, it's allowed me kind of taking that alternative route to teaching uh, it's allowed me to really 
kind of mix and match and see the possibility. I think kind of that's what your show seems to be about is what are the possibilities of moving this thing forward and kind of getting out of the old paradigms that we're, we're stuck in. Um, so much is based off of industrial models and, you know, looking for efficiency. And um, obviously, I think some of the things public school does well is it, it does serve everybody. You know, they're, they're getting the whole populace. But um, I think they are misguided in, in the sense that so much of it's top down. And that's what I really um, like about what we're doing is it is a, it's a teacher led school in a lot of senses. It's, it is community ground. Um, I was just coming from a teacher's meeting and, uh, and it's everybody, you know, and we're all talking about issues and trying to figure, figure them out as just a small group of people. Um, and it comes with its own type of, uh, you know, challenges. We're still people. So working through disagreements or just personalities, but I really, uh, I love our model because I, I, I want to believe that a small group of people working together on equal plane can, can make really good things happen when we have the opportunity instead of somebody far away telling us this is what we should be teaching. Um, you know, you need to do it this way in this style and we want to achieve these said goals. You know, we really get to teach the kids. And, and I think when you let that out and, and open, uh, open it up for the teachers, then they, you know, we really get to, to, you know, take the, follow the kids. And, and um, I think only good things come out of it. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you want to say something, Carrie? You want to jump in? Well, you know, so both of my children go to this school and my oldest now is 13 on Saturday. And he started um, in first grade, and he went to kindergarten at a at an, a public school. Struggled, hated it. He's very spirited, creative, and I remember when you know Joe was his teacher. Is like he blossomed in the first grade, and I think it was because Joe really saw them as individuals. You know, he allowed my son to be who he was. And yes, there were times where he needed to be guided because my son's very talkative, um, but he allowed him to be who he was and really like breathed into who is he and same with my youngest and, and how can we best serve this child to grow and blossom? And it's just a very different model. And the the growth in the first year was of, of Elijah, my oldest was like, phenomenal and amazing. And it's just a very broad, you know, whole child education that I love. Um, a lot of the things we've talked about, Monique, you know, with this book from the very beginning, being outside, you know, being in fresh air, like he's, you know, he takes them on hikes with every Monday, Joe, I think. Yeah. So at our school, um, the, the five, seven-year-olds actually hike every morning. And then the rest of, um, of our group, we go every Monday afternoon. So I think it's just a great, great way for everybody to start their Monday. You kind of get through the morning, get some of the hard, harder works you're going to be doing, academic stuff, and then kind of let down, you know, your garden and, and take a walk and, and just, you know, catch up with the kids. How was your weekend? And they get to socialize with each other and just enjoy being together. Just builds that, that group bond and then just get, you know, so much of life is with, with these uh the screen so just getting them outside moving them sometimes we take really long hikes other times it's just short to enjoy and just sit but um yeah just trying to get them outside and I think following you know where if it's a beautiful day 
being mm -hmm. able to just say like, let's go read our books outside. Yeah. Even something like that, you know, that's just it. brings a newness to it. Yeah, we, that's what I'm talking about with the freedom to just be a teacher, to be an individual, to sense the room, sense the kids, um, sense yourself. What do you, sometimes I'm burnt out, I'm tired. I'd have a long week, you know, I, I might not have a ton to give. Um, and so just letting that, that uh, being allowed to be outside and maybe not, uh, you know, as efficient as possible, because that's what it feels like a lot of times is so much of, of the other is let's just push efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. We need to get this and this, da, 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 da. you need to be on this schedule. And, and we don't, I don't think we put that type of pressure on ourselves or the kids. It doesn't say that we're not shooting for academic. We want kids to be engaged but we want you know it's like anybody you're not going to learn it unless you want it and trying to that's what I get to do is I get to observe the kids listen to them and try to you know help them find that that desire to um, succeed and engage in, in whatever we're going after that's amazing and I just wanted to clarify for people that are listening what I've seen from your model it's a Montessori school but you mix it with all these amazing other things mm -hmm. such as like I just saw cosmic yeah. education and I was just like beaming like oh my goodness cosmic education can you yes. tell me about that as well and then I'm going to go back and ask you some more of the stuff about the labyrinth and all the other things that happen outdoors but I'm just really sure. curious because that for me is like yeah I don't even know heaven yeah. maybe <laughs> yeah no so I don't know how familiar you guys are with Montessori um you know, I, I, and that's how, so I, I had two, two uh, mentors when I was first starting school. I'm actually currently taking a, um, a certification in the nine to 12 program, but um, Montessori, she was unbelievable, uh, Dr. Montessori and uh, the cosmic element um, she brings to it is, you know, we have, I think there's five great lessons. And so, you're, you know, we're talking about the universe, how it was created, um, and then we're just tying into, you know, the, the um, needs, fundamental needs of man. Uh, it's really just a, 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 an education rooted in the universal. Um, and then we're bringing it down. But it's very visual. Uh, the timelines in this, that's one of the parts I love is some of these timelines. Like we're doing uh, history right now. And, um, you know, it's got the Europeans and the Native Americans. And it shows them in two streams and how, um, you know, how they developed and uh it's just i don't know it's just able to bring in so many elements that uh i think you can use to to um to grow into any of this other kind of stuff outdoors and tying it all together and do you do things on the land like do you like respect the land or do you do circles on the land or like uh, I saw there was a labyrinth in the school like all of this stuff is kind of new for people they don't a lot of people mm -hmm. don't know about this so maybe well, I feel like maybe mm -hmm. you could share a little bit about that if that's possible <laughs> yeah sure um so we've done I say so recently because we live in COVID, we did a lot. We've done even more so outdoors. Um, but that's, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, you have these terrible situations show up, but there are some fruits that come to bear. And I think us being outside even more, um, we started burning a fire pit more. And we have an older teacher who is a, is a writer, um, poet, and storyteller. And so he's been doing these beautiful stories around. Uh, and we're, you know, I just love the image of having all the kids and you know, he's sitting there teaching and uh, talking. And then 
We've also, I think you've had Jennifer Bracey on the show, I believe so, right? And so we've been joining with her and we go out to her place and she has a labyrinth there that we have been walking. And so we'll t I take a group of kids out there about once a week or once every other week. Um, and uh, she has been a, a, you know, a guiding light in, in, in bringing these kids back to the earth and into their bodies and, and using the labyrinth as, that, uh, as, as one of the ways to do that. So just, you know, um, walking through it with mindfulness and, um, you know, staying within the boundaries and, and, uh, you know, there's a certain way that she sets it up that I think is really beneficial, but I think that's what I love about the community school. That's my idea of it is, is grabbing everybody from the community. So Jennifer, um, and the work that she does, you know, trying to connect her with our group and, um, really just, that's, that's what a community school is. It's, it's, it's a, a, a just a plethora of voices of people that are trying to connect with the children and, and show some a new light here. Yeah, and one of the things is that Joe's wife, Kelly, owns the yoga studio that's like, you know, five doors down from the school. So they go to the yoga studio and they have that mm -hmm. kind of experience. Um, so it really is very much, they go walk to the library um, to, you know, and it, it is very much a community. We're also a river town and we're a trail town. So they go up to the river a lot and go on the trails and help the trails association plant flowers or trees or, you know, whatever. So it's like, they're learning how to be community members as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I answered your question completely, especially when you were talking about Montessori and the cosmic, but um, I, I suggest anybody to look into that. I mean, she, she's phenomenal with, I can't, I can't summarize it very well, but she's phenomenal with um, the connections she made. Um, and so I, I think having that as an outline, but then being able to trust our instincts, you know, and that's what a kind of a scope and sequence is, right? There's a path and they show you that path. So you follow it, but then, you know, you, we live in a different age that was developed in the, was that, I think the 19th to 20th century. So, you know, we, we're in a different age, so we're able to take that, but also infuse some of the things that we want to do now that feel appropriate for the time. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly that's really beautiful um i feel mm -hmm. like it's the new paradigm is, is is that it's just working with what we have and what's what's already working and what else can we bring in to the world you can hear my little girl she's like having a great time in the garden <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sunset here in uruguay and she's out there playing somewhere um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I had another question for you as well, because this, um, this show is all about like kind of visionary stuff. So I wondered if you yeah. could have like any vision for a school, like any super school, even your school or any school in the world, or even if you don't want to call it a school, you want to call it something else. Would you be able to share yeah. with us what that is exactly? Or do you have any well, ideas? Oh, sure. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, uh, I think that's, so I, I do have visions for our school. Like there, like I was saying, we've gone through a growth period, right? We're kind of coming into our second phase. It's kind of been a reset year. Um, we've had some turnover staff, but just kind of realizing who we are and kind of trying to etch out where we want to go. And taking some of the models I've, uh, I've learned from in the past, I, I really think that our schools are... Um, you know, they, they're at the intersection of community. I mean, we're really, if you're a teacher, you're in, you're in the, you're here for service, right? We're serving the community. Um, and so I want to extend more of the 
community aspect and community building with the school. So not just stopping with the kids, but really it, it is, it's the families, the conversations you have with your, the parents, it, you, you get to see, you really get a window into everyone's lives. And, you know, here in the West, we're, we're isolated to a, to a degree. We, we don't sometimes know what is going on in our neighbor's houses. And, and when you're a teacher, you, you get the community coming. And so you do get a window of how things are going. Um, and so in terms of moving that forward, I, I, I'm part of the small farm community here too. And I think there's a lot of overlap. It, it, you know, in the small farm, we're, we're, we're again, it's efficient, you know, an industrial model. It's based on efficiency, production, how much can you get in time, da, 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 da. And, and, you know, I love the idea of the small farm going back to what it once was more where it's a, a regional communal thing. And there's a lot of little guys doing this and our collective, you know, is enough to feed everybody instead of just a few big ones. And so I think the small school model also has potential. Um, I think we're still trying to make it work exactly the, you know, financially efficient uh, staff wise, all there's, there's some larger pieces we still got to figure out, but I would love to see a bunch of us little schools, especially in our rural community. You know, we could have a couple of community, a community school here, a community school about 30 miles away. I think, you know, these small little schools where, you know, you have the ability to have this freedom and, um, you know, you have, like I said, with the Montessori guide, and I think you could find other guides. I think Montessori is beautiful, but I think you could find others. Um, and, and then I'd love to do, um, so the, the SAP program I was a part of, that was a system that was, you know, that the students paid for the books for their, for their teachers. They paid, they, you know, when it worked in Honduras, there was a community that was able to, through their agricultural means, you know, learn what, from which they learned from the education, they were able to purchase all their materials and pay for their teachers. Um, it's, it's so, it's, so it's community empowering. And, and I don't think that's exactly what we need here, but I think that model could um, be replicated to some extent. So I would love for more communal plannings. You know, I would love our school to, uh, you know, my dream from our school is to have at some point have a, a, some land that we can tend to and, you know, the families go out and plant it and we're able to harvest it, use it. Again, it has to be culturally appropriate because, you know, if, if we're planting something people aren't going to use and it's just for show, I want something true, right? Something that's meaningful. And so that's where I, that's my hope is to try to, to merge those two. Um, but also, you know, I want to have a nursery where the kids can, can start to, uh, to, to raise small trees and then um, have them go out into and ha offer as a service to replant the, the earth and, and some of the area and, and make it, you know, more perennial crops that will bring uh, resiliency to the, to the area, some funding, but just trying to infuse some of the um, some of those things I've learned in, in other places and, and uh, make it make it kind of collide with what we're doing now. But I'd say the, the the part we have to get to is you know so much is financial. So making it making these dreams work and that's what takes time, right? So you know I may have had these ideas and dreams for a long time, but getting it to to come to fruition, it, it, it takes time and, and working with people. Um, so I'm just waiting for that space to open up. And I think we're there, but I'm trying to have patience. That's what I keep telling myself is patience and, and stay, stay diligent on the task and every step forward is a positive step. Even if it, you know, takes us some time, I think we're going to get there. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for sharing all of that. And yeah, it's, um, I love this idea of community and I felt deeply into that when um, we were creating the book and that's where the community of authors came from because I was there having all of these amazing visions and I'm like, but who am I to have visions without community, you know? And, mm -hmm. and you know, like, it's not about me. It's about like this collective um, wisdom of people. Like everybody's bringing their gifts. Like you're saying your gift yeah. is like the agriculture and, you know, somebody else you were saying their gift was the storytelling, you know, like so everybody's bringing all their gifts together yeah. and then erasing that consciousness and allowing the children to rise up into that space yes. and mm -hmm. yeah and I also feel like the other step of that is the abundance economy that um you know moving away into it like moving away from this kind of stuckness that the world has been in around this area of money and abundance you know it's not just in teaching mm -hmm. it's in all of the aspects of the world and you know I can see that you know in the later stage of us moving into gifting economy or moving into you know trading or moving into all these different there's so many different ways that all of this kind of abundance can come through and you know aligning with business owners that are, are wanting to give back to people and they're like okay I'm, I'm wanting to give how can I serve and I think more than ever that's um it's going to be happening and it's, it's it's also necessary like the pandemic has shown us that there are so many different pathways and so many people are setting up all these projects and they're wanting to give and they're wanting to kind of partner with different people you know because it just doesn't feel it just feels strange to be alone that you know and yeah. it just makes sense mm -hmm. to have community and especially for children I mean they're going to be the ones the next generation and the next generation and so we need to write this again you know change the history of all of that because all of that stuff needs to go all the old paradigm stuff that's not working you know and I think step by step we will get there and it's even just having conversations like this we're placing that up into the collective consciousness well this can yeah. happen this is an option you know it's already out there now as a yeah. seed somewhere and somebody will hear that whisper and it can be created so it's amazing thank you for sharing that yeah and I, and I, oh, go ahead yeah, go, go ahead Jeff. no you go no I, I was just gonna say I, I i love what you're saying i think that's and i think the more that we show them that side of it they know how authentic it is right because they as as people as humans it, it just feels more authentic than what we're in now and i think once if we can expose them to those things, I think that that little seed plants in there and um, and it's not something you have to push. It's not something that is, you know, we're not trying to change anybody. It's just I think I think it's when you're when you're in that, when you get into that zone, um, I think it, 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 it really speaks for itself and I think it'll have a lasting effect. Yeah, it definitely like I, I know I see my kids and where they are you know this this school for me was an answer to a prayer because i love the whole idea of homeschooling but i knew that would not be the best for my children or for me um and you know i'm all about like i, I could have stretched myself if i had to but i really sent out an a, you know important like intention into the world into the universe like show me another option and the thing that I love about your idea, Joe, about the small community schools is because it gives families who homeschool option another option and the small classes, like the, the personal touches and the mm -hmm. personal um, attention that my children have gotten. So my youngest is, is a year kind of forward ahead of where he age supposed to be for the state of North Carolina. And there are some things that he is definitely his age and there are other things that he is more advanced. And that's the beautiful thing. Joe is able to say like, well here in 
you know, reading or math, we can move you here and kind of push you. And it doesn't feel like a push. It's just like, here, you just do this. You know, it's very like individualized. And so um, I feel like that's really important. And it, but it's, it's, it's not possible in this old paradigm of 25 people per one, you know, student. Yeah. So I love that idea of the little community schools to, you know, give more individualized attention and then to be in, you know, in, and I wonder, I think that could even work in more urban settings as well. Um, like, you know, the community aspect, community schools. Yeah, I just think when you keep it small like that, it does, it, it keeps the community stitch and you, you just have more flexibility when you're a little bit smaller. Um, but I, there are, like I said, there still are some challenges to mm -hmm. overcome with it. Um, but I, I do, I really do believe it's a model that um, we can get right and, and, uh, and hopefully spread, hopefully we can get it right. And like we're saying, it can spread. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, we're almost at the close of our ceremony for the new paradigm of education today. Before we part ways, was there any other wisdom or anything else that you'd like to share with, you know, parents or the community, just educators, um, before we close? Can be something um... for this. Hmm. I know it's like putting you on the spot with all your wisdom. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I'm, I'm thinking. Um, uh, I don't know. I think uh, you know, just observation. How important observation is. You know, stepping back, slowing down. I think. Uh, I think. It's, too often we're so hectic and busy and, and again, pushed by this, this notion of efficiency or just, you know, trying to production. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of that pace of life, that's why I, I've moved to the rural area. I just, I, I enjoy the pace of life here more. Um, I think so much fruit comes from that. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, with the energy that you're putting across, when you slow down, that's when, things show up right that's when you listen better that's when you when these visions messages with uh what have you start to, to show up your imagination is allowed to to kind of escape um so that you know I, I that's i think that's a lot of keys to to um moving forward yeah, that's beautiful. And I did actually notice your language um, when you shared observation. And I actually noticed Jennifer share that as well. And it really intrigued me when you both said the word observation. I was like, that's mm -hmm. really beautiful that you would go to a school or a community and you observe before you are acting. It's, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's, um, in a way, it's really precious. It's really precious and really necessary. And it is definitely the seed of a new paradigm is that pause. And I really believe that can happen anywhere. It doesn't have to happen on a farm. It doesn't have to happen, you know, out in the forest. It can happen mm -hmm. in your home. It can happen in the city, even just taking a breath for a moment or just taking a pause, you know, and 
not being the leader as well, taking yourself out of being a leader, like how all of your roles are not about you being the leader, you've taken that energy away from being a leader, you're just there with the children. And that's also exactly what I wrote in the book. I, I said, we were all in a circle holding hands with educators and students. And it's like the opening of the book of us all just there together. And there really wasn't a leader. It was just the energy itself of what was needed at that moment was what was leading us and guiding us. And I really see that's really powerful and really beautiful what you're doing in that community and that school it's so empowering for everybody to know that you know hey thank you yeah so thank you so much for joining us today it was really amazing to hear about Yadkin Valley Community School yeah thank you Monique I think it, I think it's beautiful what you said I think that's and, and being able to connect with you is just like that to know that there's others out there that we're we're, we're working to make the world um a little bit better uh you know makes a difference Yes, it's been amazing how many people I've um, since or since we've written the book, how many people that there are also on the same mission, like there's so many educators, so many parents, so many people awake that are just wanting to make these changes and that they really truly care about it. It's like coming from that, that place of heart and that place of inspiration. And so thank you for like walking hands with us and us walking hands with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you for inviting me on here. Okay. Namaste. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you.